This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. 118-109. 15 seconds to go. That'll do it. The Raptors are going to dribble out the clock. Van Vliet will dribble it out. It's the first to four, but Toronto has a 1-0 lead. It's a final. Toronto 118, Golden State 109. Welcome back inside Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Brian Hayes, and Dwayne Watson with you wrapping up the 118-109 first for the Raptors franchise. Dribbling out against the Warriors. I don't know that anybody predicted that as well. I mean, this, guys, this was the, the full effort. The Raptors postgame brought to you by Greg Manis, Prairie Personal Injury Lawyers. Everybody got into this, and it was relentless, wasn't it? Yeah, you look at this game, thinking that they, what they had to do, they'd have to play a perfect game, but they had to play a complete game. And you saw, I think, Kawhi struggle from the field, 5 for 15, got a lot of double teams, triple teams, had total passing out of that, but Pascal played phenomenal, Marcus all played great, Fred Bambley. So they had a contribution from everyone, Danny Green, and that's what the difference is going to be in this series. Yeah, I think that has to be the biggest positive beyond the fact that you actually won the game, clearly. But right. once you get into the details, this was not a Kawhi Leonard-dominated evening. I mean, Kawhi still put up his 23 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, defensively, he played very well. I mean, he picked up – he was in foul trouble in the first half, yeah. but it didn't really affect his defense in the second half. But Kawhi played well, but he didn't dominate the game tonight. Well, let's go downstairs to Nick Nurse. A big offensive night. I thought he he played with really good composure, right? He got to the, his spots and, and um, got on balance and – was patient and and when he needed to go quick and get around him he, he did as well and he had a couple couple of real tough ones go in for him as well but Freddie did a good job Freddie worked hard defensively played a lot of minutes um, on Curry and I know I know Curry had 34 but Freddie Freddie made him work for him Nick uh, Dan Wakey with the Los Angeles Times uh, centers like Marcus all don't always aren't always able to stay on the court against a team like the Warriors. How, how was he able to be so effective tonight? Well, he's he's a really good defender, right? And a lot of that comes from, uh, I always say it, a lot of it comes from desire to be a good defender and, and the want to stay on the court, right? Um, but I think his his IQ is really high. He knows, he knows how to get out there. Um, and he's shown over the last few games, or maybe more than that, that he's He's pretty good when he gets a mismatch on a on a shooter. He'll, he he went up in the last series and guarded Middleton really well on you know when when there'd be a breakdown and he'd end up way out on the floor on those guys and I thought he he did a decent job on some of those guys tonight. Just just really good reactions. Left side fifth row Nick. Arash Madani with Sportsnet coach over here. Golden State down 17 down 18 to Portland in the Western Conference final. They're able to come back and win. They never really got ignited tonight how were you able to make sure they didn't go on their trademark runs well i think um you know the big thing is is you gotta you gotta continue to play defense all throughout the game even even though you're you know you're, you're trying really hard sometimes and they'll come down and they'll they'll make you look silly sometimes they'll hit they'll hit cut boom layup and you're just like man what happened how did that happen fast and you know, I, I, we just said that some of those breakdowns will happen. You know, we, we need our weak side to be good. We were close a few on, and just didn't rotate on a few of those. But 
you take it out and you go back down and you try to answer, you know, without, you get a shot and you try to answer and you try not to have any droughts on offense because, I mean, you know their ability to score quick. I think, again, as I kept saying in the Milwaukee series, offense is really important for us here, taking care of the ball and getting shots and getting some to go through the net because if they take it from me, they're down the floor in a hurry, probably spraying for a three. And if they're playing off the rim all the time, they're coming downhill fast at you and either at the rim or spraying. Right side in the back, Tim. Nick, Tim Reynolds with the AP. We, we've been talking all postseason about, you know, Kyle gets criticized for not scoring, which is, you know, sort of silly by now. But all, he just finds ways. And tonight it was, you know, the lead, leading the passes, taking charges against Boogie, things of that nature. Can you put into words how much his willing to sacrifice on literally any play at any time means in, in games like these? Well, I think that um, the you know one of the best things about this team is that you don't have to have put a burden of twenty to twenty five points on him. You know the the because he's going to defend, he's going to lead the team, he's going to play, make those tough plays. He just instinctually does that game after game after game, um, and the scoring. It's great. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's like icing on the cake. We need his scoring, and we certainly need his spacing and, and some of his head down drives where he, he makes contact and gets to the line. You know, those are really important. But, but again, I think the, this team can a lot of times um, absorb some nights where he just plays really well and doesn't score. I mean, he, uh, he plays really well and doesn't score much. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right side, second row, Phil. Hey, Nick, Phil Barber, Santa Rosa Press Democrat. I know that a building can't win a basketball game, but what did you feel in the arena tonight, yeah. and what do you think it did for your team? Well, it gave us a couple nice bounces. I think we had a couple of, couple of shots go in that, that were kind of eye-openers, let's say. But, they, you know, the fans obviously were, were great. They were loud. They were exciting. I think they were um, into it, and that's the way it should be, man. That's, that's what home court is, and our, our fans – Deserve a bunch of credit for, for being a big part of that. Left side, second row to Mark. Nick, Mark Schwartz, ESPN. Knowing Pascal Siakam's story and how he was discovered in Cameroon, but not really known to be a basketball prospect, even when Masai saw him seven years ago, he didn't look like an NBA player. How is it possible for a kid with so little background to come up in this situation and do what he did tonight in this stage? Yeah, it, it's it's um it's pretty incredible, right? For first of all, but um, I think it was two years ago, Mark, when when we we got bounced out of the playoffs. Um, we literally went in the gym the next day, and and he was he was kind of like, listen, I need to learn how to shoot. I, I see that in playoff basketball, you better be able to shoot to be on the floor. So went to work that that day on his shooting, and I think um, we changed some mechanics, but. That's a very small thing. He took it and just absolutely ran with it, you know, two, three times a day, every day, just, just trying to get that part of his game um, better, right? And, and that just shows, again, he was, he was uh, extremely hardworking, like beyond, I mean, just, just super, super committed to, to finding a place in this league and improving his game. Um, but, but I, you know, I've heard, you know, a lot of people or him say some things this year and they keep saying, are you surprised? And he keeps saying, no, this is what I've always envisioned for myself. 
So I think that's a powerful statement he makes as well. He, he believes in himself and he went to work at it. Two more questions in the middle. Fourth row, Kayla. Coach, Kayla Gray, TSN. You guys took quite a few threes at the beginning of the game. Uh, was that just taking what the defense was giving you, or were you trying to really establish you guys in your presence outside? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always going to um, take try to take what's there, and I agree with you. I, I said a couple times early in the game, I said, have we shot a two yet? You know, we have we shot, I kept asking, I, and Pascal had shot one, but I think we'd taken eight of our first nine shots were threes, but... They were, you know, they were open, and, and, I, and I love it because, you know, the one thing that, that we must do in this series so that we need to do is go for it, and that just showed our no hesitancy, confidence, and willing to just kind of go for it. Final question, left side in the back, Stephen. Uh, Stephen Lung, Sportsnet, uh, is back left here. Side. Hi, Stephen. Um, Danny Green like really struggled in the Milwaukee series like with uh, with his three point shooting, uh, but it seems tonight he he seemed to uh, kind of get that monkey off his back. Uh, what did you see from from him? Yeah, I mean, I think I think one thing that's been interesting is as the series change and a new team comes in and and all those things, it, it certain guys it fits and certain guys it doesn't in in the rotation or even in the starting lineup, and and it just you know. Um, Milwaukee just wasn't his series, and it was it was probably good to get that one over with in his view, and um, kind of get a clean slate. And that's you know that's what we said. It's a new series, new team. Forget about what's what's happening, and you got to do that game to game now too, right? You 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 got to understand that some guys aren't going to shoot as well every night or or as worse every night. So each night we try to find who's who's going and who's got a chance, and try to keep those guys out there rolling. Thank you, Nick. All right, thank you. Head coach of the Raptors after the 118-109 win. This is the postgame show. Jim Taddy, Dwayne Watson, and Brian Hayes with you. The play of the game is brought to you by Mill Street Brewery Original Organic Lager. Crisp, great-tasting, certified organic Mill Street. Poured with purpose. And the player of the game would be Pascal Siakam. 40 minutes from the field, 14 to 17. Two of three from outside. From the foul line, all two. Offensive rebounds, three. Defensive rebounds, five. For a total of eight. Five assists, one steal, two blocks and 32 points what a line incredible i mean 14 for 17 from the field his first nba finals a guy who just emerged and played at a super incredibly high level most improved player in the nba it's going to happen in june for sure and he stepped up to the occasion 14 of 17 from the field huh. like that is gross and he had that block on draymond in the towards the end of the fourth quarter that really closed it i mean that might have been it um, and that's what happened tonight. I mean, prior to Nick Nurse coming up, we were talking about it. Of course, the focus is going to be on Kawhi. And I think the majority of people would have said, you know, if the Raptors win by nine at home, it means Kawhi went off. He didn't have to go off because Siakam had 32. Marcus all fouled out in the fourth, but he was outstanding tonight. And Danny Green started hitting threes. Like, even Kyle only had seven yeah. points. You know, it, it wasn't the Kyle and Kawhi show No, tonight. it wasn't at all. And even Siakam was matching up against the greatest defensive player ever in Draymond Green. So it wasn't like he was just, you know, going, he, he was going head-to-head in that matchup and a lot of comparison to their style of play and being versatile and whatever. And Draymond Green played great in the finals, but Pascal Siakam gave him some tonight. He beat him tonight. Yeah. I mean, Draymond, I believe, still had a triple-double, but he didn't shoot the ball well, and he turned the nope. ball over a ton. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he was in foul trouble late in the fourth quarter. He was going at it with Drake post-game, which you know is going to be a storyline over the next three days. But Steph Curry showed up, put in, put up his numbers. 
Um, Clay Thompson was okay, and I don't think he was great. He was okay, and Draymond was okay. But beyond that, Iguodala got banged up late in the fourth. I mean, that's going to be a storyline. Kevin Durant's not walking through that door on Sunday night. No, he's not. He is not. And I have to believe Kawhi Leonard is going to be better on Sunday night. Time to get greedy if you're the Raptors. And Find a way the, to get both. Especially in the fact that, you know, Steve Chris said we're going to throw extra bodies at Kawhi Leonard and let the other guys beat us. The other guys beat you. I'm not saying he's going to, you know, flip the switch and change the strategy, but he can't afford to be as liberal throwing guys at Kawhi when other guys are stepping up, and that's a problem now. It's kind of a funny game because uh, the Raptors win handily, and, uh, and I thought they looked really good in the second half. They closed out well in the first half, but the, the Warriors are never that far away. Well, you know, it was somewhat nostalgic, although it was in this building as opposed to in Milwaukee. The Raptors were up seven in game one going into the fourth quarter against Milwaukee, <laughs> and we all know how that played out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 32-17 in the fourth quarter. Not only did Milwaukee win, they covered the spread somehow. Um, and you're right. I think it's the aura of Golden State. They deserve that type of reputation. They've built it up over four years. They're a dynasty for a reason, and when they've got guys like Clay and Steph and Draymond, um, you kind of feel it like even if you're up by double digits – this is four possessions away from them taking the lead on you. But also I think that's where Kevin Durant in his absence oh, really factors completely. in as well because you have to give them credit. They were up fifteen they were down fifteen plus against Portland without Kevin Durant and they came back and won all those games. But the Raptors are better than Portland on both sides of the floor. They've got home court. Kevin Durant, again, not walking through that door. So they are not as dangerous as they could be. And you look at this game and I mean if the Raptors lost game one no big deal. I mean, game one, it's, it doesn't mean as much, but it's how they won this game. And the fact that it wasn't, you know, like you said, it was without Kawhi and Kyle playing well. So they win this game without their big guys playing well. That means there's more problems. We talk about the Warriors, what they have, obviously, and it's Clay and Steph and Draymond, but that's it. They're really thin after that, especially with KD. So you have the depth of the Raptors and they're how they're playing defensively, and they really got up on those guys on the three-point line. Like, they didn't give a lot of opportunity for, for Clay and Steph to get their shots off, so you got to feel really good coming out of this game and how they're playing the series. Absolutely. I mean, they're bigs in the paint. They should win that battle anyway. Yeah. But, like, to your point, I thought Danny Green, Siakam, Kawhi, like, their their perimeter defense tonight was was outstanding. And Kyle and Van Vliet got out there and battled when they had to. And yeah. They fought through screens, and I thought the Raptors did a great job. I think what's inspirational is, you know, that the Raptors could have uh, success from different sources. I mean, this is an evolving offense the defense is pretty good but the uh, the offense is evolving and, and it moves around it's hard to track well it's kind of funny because you looked at this Raptors team and this is the team we've seen throughout the season what we saw tonight I mean Kawhi and Kyle playing better but throughout the playoffs it went to a shorter rotation because guys weren't delivering so you kind of wondered when they would kind of really round back into form and they chose the right time to do it I mean Danny Green I mean he only had 11 points tonight he had two blocks but you know him hitting the three ball you know, it's going to spark his defense. Him being able to knock down the shots has to make the defense be more off, honest. And I think that's really big for this team. They've won five games in a row. Yeah. yeah. They've won five. <laughs> that's dangerous, though. Ever since they got spanked game two in Milwaukee, and that was a rude awakening, and they said the right stuff. Remember, Kawhi, Kawhi came out deadpan and said, yep. I'm going back to Toronto for game three. And Nick Nurse, when he was asked on that conference call, hey, what about this percentage? If you lose the first two games, 94% of the time or whatever, you lose the series. And he laughed at it. He said, I yeah. don't believe that. And I think we're going to win game three and we're going to get back into the series. Ever since they had that moment, an X-factor TSN turning point, and they collected themselves, they've won five in a row. That's I guess something. Milwaukee and Golden State, you know, the two best teams in the league outside of the, the Raptors. Go well, figure. And I don't want to get ahead of anything because my theory is you don't fall in love with the team that just won in a 4-7 format. 
But if the Raptors are to succeed in this series, they have to have the lead, and they have the lead now. Well, and I think even within the game, that's what was evident tonight. They were playing with the lead all yeah, night, and yeah. they looked comfortable, yeah. right? They did look comfortable because Golden State has that boogeyman vibe to them where they're always chasing you, and you don't know when they're going to pounce on you. Um, but you're right. This is uncharted territory for Golden State in the NBA Finals on a couple of different fronts. They've never played against anyone but LeBron. Yeah. Uh, they've never played on the road to start a series, and they were 4-0 in game one coming into tonight they've never been down one nothing in a in and they've an never NBA played finals. against a team to sound defensively in the finals ever too so i think right. there's a lot of things that play there and you're right i mean the warriors can come back in the game so quickly and i think while we you could sense it and you saw some runs the raptors never really got nervous they didn't break down and we've seen that it's really these playoffs where they've bent but they haven't broken and i think especially against a team that's intimidating and how they get their offense off but feeling confident defensively what they could do was big. So, I mean, I don't really think they're scared of these guys. Yeah, if you didn't look at the scoreboard, especially in the first half, the way uh, the Warriors displayed their athleticism, the way they moved that ball around, the, the speed and ease that they could generate three points, uh, it was scary, but it did not intimidate the Raptors. Yeah. Well, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, watching them get shots off, um, <laughs> it, it's a spectacle, man. Yeah, like, it's incredible. It, it, it really is incredible. It, it, it and watching it on TV doesn't do justice because if, if you're watching it live to see they have no room. They're generally moving when they're getting it off. Yeah. And it's it's like a pistol, man. And tonight they didn't shoot that well from three collect. I mean, actually, Clay was close to 50%. Steph was up there by the end of the game. But the rest of the Warriors were not on fire, and that's a big part of it. Like, if you can isolate those two guys and the rest of the crew is not going to be able to match what the Raptors are going to bring. You have to feel good about yourself. Those guys can really move the ball, though. I mean, 29 assists on 34 field goals. Yeah. And, you know, we look at how the ball moves, and they're looking for the open three shot, but there's something always open in the paint. And you say, hey, I'll live with the two as long as it's on a three. But there's always an option. There's always a counter. And I think that's, you know, credit to their offense. They know which has the personnel and where they got to be on the floor. So the Raptors win at 118-109. Coming up next, Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. The roundtable is brought to you by Tom's Place. Find your style at Tom's Place in Adelaide Street West and in Kensington Market. Tom's Place will suit you. You're listening to the NBA Finals on the TSN Radio Network. Into the lane, floats it up, no good. Rebound, tipped up and in. Siakam tips back his own miss. Left hand, wow, what a play. Pascal Siakam, quite an evening for him and the Raptors as the Raptors have a 1-0 lead in the NBA Finals with a 118-109 win over the Golden State Warriors. Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach, will be with us. Is he there now? Yes, sir. Okay, Tom, welcome. How are you, sir? Oh, great. How are you guys? you got to be enjoying <laughs> this. Uh, I don't, it's got to be fun being uh, being right up there. I, I don't think I'm going to land. I mean, that that was, you know, so many times we've talked after these games about the Raptors with, with, with the full look, and, and Kawhi was, you know, he was limited as to what he could do, but everybody else chipped in, and that's not the first time we've said this, but it's really impressive when you see it in game one of the NBA Finals. Well, and you got to talk about Siakam. I mean, yeah. he benefited greatly by all the double teams that Golden State put on Kawhi. I mean, they came out from the beginning of the game with the mindset that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to beat them tonight, and and they wanted to find out. This was a, this was a look-see by Steve Kerr to see if, if everybody else could step up, and they obviously proved that they could tonight. And no, no better than, than Siakam in terms of what he accomplished. I mean, 14 for 17, eight boards and five assists, uh, not to mention the defensive effort that he put forth. Uh, in, in a big way, he's in, in an elite group 
for for a game one's final for a guy it's for his very first one. I mean, there's a lot to like in terms of what the Raptors did tonight. Um, and definitely always want to focus on the positive. But what do you think they can improve upon? I mean, they played a per- pretty much close to a perfect game. But what do you think they can improve upon for that game two? Well, I, I still think there's a lot that, they, that, you know, they have to firm up. I mean, Danny Green in the, in the post-game press conference, you know, alluded to the fact that, first of all, Golden State's going to make some adjustments. But let's just talk about what adjustments the Raptors has to do tonight. Uh, second shots was a big problem, especially early in the game. I mean, they the ball seems to find that guy that uh, can shoot the three. Uh, you know, every every loose ball that did, that the Raptors didn't come up with found Curry for, for, you know, his threes. So that's one of the things that they have to do. And transition defense, late in the game, they gave up too many easy baskets coming back right away. Those, those answer-back baskets are the ones that you really got to take a look at and, and say, we can do better. You know, uh, certainly uh, the offense tonight and everything else that, that went well uh, is something you want to build on. But, but there's always room for improvement. And uh, the, the fact that, the, you know, the, the Raptors did a good job with that part of the game obviously is something they have to build on for game two. So, Tom, if you're in the, the Warriors dressing room, you're going to say defensively, well, that didn't work. So, so what will they tweak there? Well, I think they come back out and, I mean, Kawhi certainly didn't look like himself tonight. Uh, still looked like he was laboring a little bit. Um, and so I, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm taking a look at this and say, hey, we're, we're going to pay Kawhi, Kawhi straight up. Now, the one problem that comes into play is the fact that Ikadawa looked like he was struggling uh, late in the game, uh, and, and that's the one guy who can probably guard him. But they'll, they'll, they'll pick a guy off the bench, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, it, it's a guy that's just going to come in to do nothing like that, Sean Livingston maybe, or maybe they even try to get uh, Clay Thompson to take the challenge. But the one thing that that does is puts a lot of pressure on Clay Thompson to be a two-way player, you know, in game two. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come back out. But I just cannot see them uh, coming back and double-teaming just like they did in game one. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Raptors made them pay with those double teams. Now, obviously, with the Warriors, they're top-heavy with their big three. We know what they can do. Kevin Durant doesn't sound like he's going to be around for game two. Um, it's a challenge now because you have a lot of role players, but who do you see stepping up for these guys? I think. Well, you know, it, it's really difficult. Draymond Green can certainly play better. Uh, he was a guy that really, you know, didn't didn't bring it tonight, um, and uh, I, I see him playing better. But the guys off the bench, Looney played big minutes and and really didn't have such a big impact. Um, Cook can maybe come in and, and, and shoot the ball a little bit better for him. Uh, Livingston can certainly go in the post and try to be more effective there and maybe take advantage of, you know, Fred and, and, and uh, well, not so much Kyle because Kyle's a pretty good post defender. But maybe they try to work on some more switches and try to get Curry against uh, some of our bigger guys. I thought Gasol did an excellent job tonight as well as Ibaka uh, at staying up on the pick and rolls. And that was a concern of mine before the series started because of Curry's ability just to pull up instantly. As a matter of fact, you know, Mark gets his sixth foul tonight on a play like that where he was a little bit late and, and as a result has to chase Curry, and, and that's not good for everybody or, or anybody at that point. Uh, so I, I think there's some of the things you've got to take a look at going into game two. You know, we didn't talk before, but what, was your thought, what were your thoughts on this series, how it would play out, and has it been altered by tonight's game? 
Well, I, I really thought, like I said, it really was going to come down to how well Toronto's continued to maintain the defensive mindset. I mean, that, that was something that certainly came about, the fact that um, uh, the bench and, and you know, uh, you, you know, Baca played okay tonight. Powell didn't play a lot of minutes. We get we get a newcomer to the, to the game here in McCall. So you know, uh, Nick's trying to like make sure that everybody gets involved, and you can't say enough about Van Fleet. But that that was certainly a, a concern coming into this. How well would they adjust to their very first NBA Finals, uh, given the fact that you're playing against the a very veteran, seasoned you know, Golden State Warriors? You know three-time, four-time winner uh, of the NBA Finals. I was worried about game one, and obviously that went by the wayside. Uh, Golden State having won 12 straight game ones. Uh, now all of a sudden, and the Raptors being 3-15 and 15 going into this one, then you certainly had to worry about that a little bit. But when you take a look at it, uh, you know, all those things are gone by the wayside right now, and it's on to game two. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to touch because you're right. The game ends, you move on to the next game. It's a seven-game series. And I'm not going to say it gives them a sense of overconfidence, but it's got to give the Raptors a confidence booster in terms of being able to, like, show their composure and how well they played this game, at least for the series, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and so, you know, having, having get, you know, that is what you, you have to build on the confidence that you gain tonight. But you can't relax and right. say we've got game two because – you know, like the, 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 every team that goes into the opponent's uh, uh, building on the, on the first uh, games, you're still in game one or game two. You've you got to think Golden State's going to really bring it for game two because if you, can, if you can get one here, all of a sudden that home court advantage swings in your advantage, and now all of a sudden you're going back. If you win game two, you've got two more in Golden State, which is a tough place to play. You're coming back 3-1 to, to Toronto. So just like we started off in the Milwaukee series, and I talked to Nick, you know, text Nick about this, you know, uh, Milwaukee won games one and two, but then they didn't finish it. They didn't continue to play. The Raptors have to win game two, and then they have to go back out to Golden State and keep, uh, keep, keep the pedal on the metal here and, and, and uh, squeeze something out out in Golden State. So going into this mindset, yeah, it was a great win tonight, but it's just game one, and game two has nothing to do with game one. Tom, well said. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, again, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. That is Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. The Raptors take game one of the NBA Finals, 118-109. Going to go inside the locker room next. You're listening to the NBA Finals on the TSN radio network. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Dwayne Watson with you. Let's go inside the locker room. Brought to you by Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Providing the best seats in the house to catch the game since 1999. To live comfortably, visit lazboy.com. So, inside the locker room, Marc Gasol. I think people who don't know Pascal Siakam's game might have been a little bit surprised to see him score 32 points in his first ever NBA Finals appearance. What was it about who he is and what he's got that allowed him to perform on this stage that well? Um, he, does, he does a great job of uh, attacking those gaps, um, using his body, um, attacking the angles that the defense is giving you. He can go both ways. Um, I just like when he pay, plays that aggressive. But given his improbable background and his lack of experience in this game. That's not, not important. Like you, you're playing a game of basketball. You know, you know, whatever happened in the past happened. You know, I think having the mindset of going for it and, and, 
and knowing that it's going to be okay, your teammates have your back, um, your teammates believe in you, um, that's all that matters, and he knows that. Four rows back in the middle, Kayla. Mark, Kayla Gray, TSN. Um, I mean, you've always been one to look for an extra pass, but in this game, you're a little bit more comfortable with going for that three and a lot of the other guys as well. Uh, was there something that opened up for you guys? Uh, maybe extra passes that uh, opened things up in terms of good looks? It seemed as though that worked for you guys on offense. Well, they were blitzing Kawhi on a pick and roll and, uh, and allowing you know, the middle of the floor open, or they were switching um, early on the, you know, the, the, the offense. And, we did a good job of moving that ball and finding. I, thought, I still think we can do a better job on it. Um, but, you know, that was good enough. I still think that we can do a much better job defensively than we did tonight uh, on stretches. I thought the second half um, we improved our rebounding and uh, we didn't allow, I think, as many second chance points as we did in the first half. Um, so, overall, happy. Left side, front row, Steve. Uh, Steve Ashburn, NBA.com. Yeah. Uh, Steve Kerr labeled them as dare shots, uh, opportunities you had where they didn't rotate to you and you had basically uncontested shots. Um, yeah. Do they feel like you're being dared to make those kind of shots? And how does making those versus not making those early in a game affect your game as it goes on? If you open, you got to shoot them. You know, dare, no dare. Like, you open, you shoot them. Uh, you know, and then we go from there. Um, if they go in, great. If not, you keep taking them uh, with confidence. Right side, fifth row. Dan. Hey, Mark. Hi. Dan Wecky with the Los Angeles Times. You, you've played a lot of big games in your career, but you've never been on this stage. W were there moments tonight where you were able, even for a blink, able to reflect and be like, I'm in the NBA Finals? And what was that like personally for you to be able to be on this stage? No, I, my brain doesn't function that way. Uh, you know, you out there, you're playing basketball like you did your whole life. And, you know, this kind of, you know, it's the most fun. Um, you got to lock in, um, not allow... Um, you know, they're, when they make a couple of shots, tough shots or mistakes that you make defensively, um, kind of rattle you a little bit and frustrate you. Um, you got to, you know, stay poised during the whole game. So your brain can't go anywhere else, but, but you know, every possession. Last question on the left side, fourth row. Michael. Nice. Mark, uh, Michael Grange from Sportsnet. What you said, uh, when you notice early that they are going to be very aggressive, trapping, sending a second defender at Kawhi, what, what, how does your brain function at that point? What signal uh, gets sent to you? Well, we were, we were, we, if you watch the previous series against Portland, they, you know, they did that with uh, um, Damian Lillard and, uh, and CJ. So you know, we assumed that there was a chance they were going to blitz Kawhi. Um, so we were, you know, understanding the spacing that we were going to have and what kind of shots were going to be open, uh, what kind of rotations they were going to do. Um, now, you know, we uh, we got to still improve in some areas and spacing and moving out of that. Um, but uh, overall, we, I thought we did a, a decent job. Did, were you conscious of trying when they did switch, trying to, to take a smaller guy down to the rim a little bit more than you have in, uh, previously in the playoffs? Yeah, and uh, you know, I thought that uh, the guys did a good job of finding me in the post, uh, the, you know, the two or three times that I, I went down there, and, um, and it went well. That is Marcus Gasol after the 118-109 uh, win, and he had 20 points and was uh, pretty clear from the start. He was starting to drop threes that uh, this was going to be a good night offensively for him. It always is defensively. The second last answer, I think what he was trying to say was we were well coached. They were well coached. Yeah. They were. 
I mean, he played. He wasn't trying to move the ball as much. He was looking for his shots, and you know the offense flowed through this team. And I think you know defensively too, they did on both sides. Kyle Lowry's line is uh, 36 minutes, uh, six defensive rebounds, nine assists, a steal, and seven points. And here he is post game. Kyle, how important was it for you guys to come out and set the tone in this series? Uh, we just protecting home court. Uh, that was the biggest thing uh, for us was coming out protecting home court. Um, understanding that you know it's a long road ahead, road ahead but um, you know protecting home court is a big thing for us right now. And you ever hear the building like it was tonight? Um, the the no. It was pretty crazy in there tonight. You know, we got the best fans in the NBA, and uh, they're, they're just showing it every single night, and uh, we, we really appreciate it. Kyle, we didn't see Golden State go on one of their trademark runs tonight. What was the key to holding them off like that? I mean, they, they played, you know, a good game. We just, you know, stayed with it, stayed with the course, stayed with the game plan. Um, we made sure we got shots up, didn't rush, um, didn't get, you know, we didn't have that many turnovers, I don't think. Um, and just stay patient, and just stay patient and play the game. Kyle, running around against um, Steph Curry doesn't take a lot of offensively out of the game because I know you have a brilliant defensive game and overall game, but offensively, do you feel tired? No, I mean, just, you know, it was a game for me to, you know, other guys stepped up. Pascal had a great game. Um, I missed some open looks early. Um, chasing Steph is always going to be tough, but that's part of the job. What about, what about the double team strategy that they use against Kawhi Leonard? How can you explain how effective you guys were against it? Well, they, they did their game plan. That was their game plan. You know, we moved and cut, and, you know, we, we got open looks, and we made some shots. What impressed you most about what Pascal was able to do tonight, especially against such a great defender, primarily in the Draymond? He stayed in his rhythm. He stayed in his groove. Um, you know, he stayed in this attack mode. He didn't settle. You know, Draymond is a great defender. Uh, Pascal just came out and, you know, kept using his speed and his length and, you know, finishing and, and being athletic. So um, he did a good job tonight. Pascal's a guy who's played organized basketball for seven years. How do you explain that? Seven years later, he's doing that. And hard work. Hard work. You know, hard work and dedication and, and knowing what type of talent that he has. Um, never settling for nothing but being uh, the best basketball player he can be. When you've seen him perform all year, have you always seen a breakup from the like this in the biggest moments? I mean, he just plays hard and he just, you know, takes advantage of the opportunity. And uh, tonight was one of the nights where, um, you know, the Kawhi was getting double. You know, they put a couple bodies on me and, um, and he just kind of filled in some good spots and he made some shots and he was, he was you know, 14 for 17. It's a good game. Anytime, anytime I just you feel you guys need to do in order to win game two? We'll watch on some film, and um, it's always a chance. We, we, we always can get better. So that's the thing. we got to continue to get better and not be satisfied. Kyle, when you get everybody going like you did tonight, obviously the double team, Kawhi, when you get contributions uh, from other players off the bench and yourself, you're strong. Just how dangerous can this team be? Um, you know, we, we could be really dangerous. You know, we I missed some shots, and I mean, I didn't shoot great, but um, we missed some threes, and you know, we made some threes. But you know, with Kawhi, he's doing a good job of um, he's doing a good job of um, facilitating when he's getting double teamed. As a leader of this team, how do you kind of take them into game two now? Um, get better tomorrow, watch the film, get better Saturday, and just stay with the same approach and being aggressive, being assertive, and um, understanding that we got to continue to protect home court. In the Paint is brought to you by Access Storage, the only Canadian-owned storage provider from coast to coast. Check out accessstorage.ca. Points in the paint, Raptors 40, Warriors 32. Second chance points, Warriors 20, Raptors 9. But as Marcus Gasol testified, only 7 for the Warriors in the second half. So adjustments were made. Note to the network operators, the out time tonight is 12.30. You're listening to the NBA Finals on the TSN Radio Network. Deep three in the air. Go! Down the bottom of the 
well for Kyle Lowry. 118-106 Toronto. 118-109 was the final score in three-point land. The Warriors were 12 of 31. The Raptors 13 of 33. Stats Pack is brought to you by Downtown Toyota, part of the Downtown Auto Group. You are what drives us. And the other part of the Stats Pack is this. Siakam, 32 points. Leonard, 23. Gasol, 20. Green, 11. And Van Vliet off the bench, 15. Double digits. That's five guys double digits. Very impressive. Yeah, five guys. Well, not, none of them are Kyle Lowry. And, That's of right. course, you know, we have Kawhi Leonard who struggled. So the depth and balance of this team and other guys stepping up in key moments like a big game one to help carry this team to victory against the best team in the NBA. I mean, the reigning NBA champions, well, unless they're worse. And, and they, they are scary fast, yeah. but they just couldn't get it done tonight, the Warriors. Not that we're upset about that, but, but I mean, they, they have the, I mean, this is a championship team, as you say, and they are to be respected. They are. We should revisit some of our Yes Guy No guys. That's right. What were they? Uh, we, Fred Van Vliet. That's right. He had a stellar game. We both gave a Yes Guy on that. Yeah. Uh, Must-win game. Well, and it was because yeah. they won it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that the Raptors have to be dealing the cards here. If they were to win, I'm, I'm not saying they will, but but if they continue to do this, we're going to be changing our tone. No, agreed. And I think, like we said, the best thing about this is they played sound defensively, but Kawhi and and Kyle didn't have their normal games. And like I said, like Pascal's not going to score 32 points and shoot, you know, 14 for 17 every game in this series, but. You know, if he drops off a bit and the balance is out, the balance and the depth of this team is going to be a problem, especially for the worst second unit. Well, and I think you'll agree with me. This is how they looked in the regular season. Yeah, this is the team we've been waiting to see in the playoffs. And I think if we saw them earlier, the other series would have been shorter. But, you know, Brian Hayes made a great stat, five wins in a row in the playoffs. Yeah. That's going into the finals. That's a good, that's a good story. Thanks for joining us in the NBA Finals on the TSN Radio Network.